Welcome to the Soul Tribe Podcast. The Soul Tribe Podcast was created to help you navigate through the world of spirituality, wellness, and self-development in an easy, grounded, and relatable way. We break down everything from the Akashic Records, manifesting, spirituality, and so much more. We want to help expand your boundaries and bring the spiritual world to you in a fun and easy way. Get ready to be inspired with tips, tools, and easy-to-digest information. Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Soul Tribe Podcast. Lorena and I are here today to talk about free will, and we've talked about this before, but the discussion came up, especially in our Telegram Patreon group, after we um, released the episode where I talked about like my whole kind of dark hypno- hypnosis scenario issue problem experience, um, and then the whole discussion happened, and then it led to like us talking about free will, and then I then I realized, oh, this is a totally completely necessary like perspective and thing to talk about, like subject to talk about. So I think it came about, I'm going to try to remember how it led up to that free will, but I think it came about where it was, because it happened, I think a week, two, one or one or two weeks ago, the conversation, but it was kind of like, we were talking about how I ended up in that scenario, right? Choosing kind of like the wrong person to do that process or healing in quotes, because we don't know what my soul signed up for or didn't, but quotes, wrong, um, therapist for for what I was needing or wanting and the question was kind of like why didn't the cash record stop it from happening you know like why wasn't why didn't the the cell shouldn't fall through or and then my response was because I continued to choose it I continuously chose it like and then I I could have canceled the session even till the last minute even till minute one where it was about to happen I could have at any point been like no, this doesn't feel right, which by the way, it didn't, but I thought it, it was just yeah. me being afraid of confronting stuff, I guess. Like it's normal to be nervous before session. Yeah. But remember the energy you were in when you were in that time of your life, remember we talked a little bit about that on the episode. So it makes sense that there was a lot of emotions around getting the session and, and what that meant and how you felt at the time that you chose to get that session. That has a huge impact. I was just like freaking out about my health and I wanted to get rid of it. And this was just another, cause I had already had one. This was just another therapist that I was going to, to see if I could clear it, clear it out. Yeah. So I was, like I said, make sure that when we make decisions and this is for everything, not just like therapy or a reading or like this is everything like making a decision to move to change jobs to change a relationship to like whatever it is make sure that when you're making that decision in my case it's not out of desperation it's out of balance right yep so I think I from my perspective when I zoom out of it and now like being able to have healed it that took me some time some time to heal the whole scenario I'm thinking I've chose that till the last minute even though my gut was telling me ooh, I don't know I, I still chose it. And so there's this universal law that's called free will that we all know about that everyone on earth has every single individual has the the right to free will. There comes a moment where the catch records have no other option, but to respect that free will. 
So they might give you pings. I think that they might have been able to like they might give me those like those like inklings of Lou and then like sending me kind of like doesn't feel good, doesn't feel good gut feelings. And that was their way of trying to get me to feel into it that it's not the right thing, but I was consistently choosing it. So there was nothing they could do. They couldn't stop if they came in and like I think and cut off the session or maybe made the internet cut off or whatever they could have done. I think that that's them actually not respecting the free will of my choice. And that's a severe thing that they'll probably never do. No, not probably. They never do. (laughs) No, they don't do that. We can talk about other, because we, what came up when Lou and I were off the call was like, what happens in those cases where we choose something and it doesn't happen for whatever reasons, we'll we'll get into that later, but I want to, we want to talk about what this case specifically, right? Because yeah, it's a really good um, to talk about. this is a specific thing. She already, she already went into all the energy around it. So I'll make sure I link that episode to this episode so people can listen maybe to that first. Yeah, most people probably already did because it's a recent one. But, okay, so that conversation happened with that. And so what could they do? And this is my perspective, of course. Everything I'm saying is from my perspective. So um, and. I think that what the only thing they could do was make me feel supported knowing that it was not going to be the most comfortable of scenarios. So that was them really, and I'm, Lorena, I'm full of goosebumps right now. Like, oh, yeah. oh, they're making me feel like loved right now. Oh, thank you. Because this is hard. I don't know if anybody realizes this is really hard for me to talk about. Like super hard. It is, yeah. yeah. So they're above, like way up there and I could see them. So I knew that they were, at least they knew that they weren't going to, I think I was feeling, I was protected in a sense where like I wasn't going to be harmed, but the scenario I was still going to go through the experience and the darkness and whatever I, I was confronting in, in, in that session. So I think that that was their way of giving me support and, but have, still respecting my free will. And then I thought about another scenario because we were talking about like where's the line between which we're going to talk more about the whole like when they do interrupt and when they do get something to fall through right but in this in this case it did they did respect my free will it did go through it was an experience i had right and then i thought about another scenario in my life and this is like something i think this is one of my darkest moments in in my life but what when we moved back from the states back to uruguay you and i were both in a really really like downward spiral. It was was bad, right? We both dealt with it very differently. Depression, anxiety, panic attacks. Yeah. And for me, it became, it became really hard to deal with because mom kept us busy. Like we were so busy. Like she, she was, she was afraid. I don't think she did on purpose, but she was afraid that we were going to lose our English. So she was making us go to like special school for English, right? It was like three times a week or something like that. On top of the fact that we were learning Spanish, I was more and we, we had a tutor every day. I was going to tutor every day after school, so I would be school all yeah. day, and then I had to go to tutor for an hour, and then on the weekends, sometimes I even had to go to tutor again, and I was learning to write in Spanish, learning to read in Spanish. I had no moments to do anything. Yeah. And I remember quite a few times in my head, and I, 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 you guys have to remember, this is a 16-year-old. Like, I'm a 16-year-old. That's when we first got there. After, after the language became something easier, then we didn't, we didn't go to a tutor every day or anything like that. No, but it took about a year, I think, for us to yeah. get comfortable with the language. Yep. Um, but yep. I was 16 at the time. Probably, yeah, I'm pretty sure I was 16. I was 16 at the time. And so, obviously, you're already dealing with the hormonal stuff, how difficult it is to be 16. We were making friends, new friends. We had said goodbye to our old friends. There's no WhatsApp and Facebook no. and you, we said goodbye to people and it was write a letter if you want to talk to them. I feel so old saying that. 
It's so true, though. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're our parents. Oh, my God, yeah. So it's like, you say goodbye, you say goodbye. Like, it was it was severe goodbye. And it so was sad. We were going really through sad, it. Yeah, yeah, super sad. We were going through all of that. And so I remember one day I was biking back from, I think it was English class. I had all my English books in my backpack, plus the, plus the books I had from school and the tutor. So my backpack was packed. So I had a lot of books and I was biking back and I was exhausted because it was just nonstop studying and material and study. And I remember feeling exhausted and I'm about to cross the road to get into like the exit road that comes out of the main road near our house. And what I should have done was turned my head to the left and looked to see if there was a car coming from behind me. I could see there was no cars coming from in front of me. But I had to check to see if there was anything in the lane behind me before I turned to the to the left. To the left, yeah. And I said, what happens if I don't look behind me to see if something's coming behind me? And I said, I literally, I remember the thought process. I remember it, Lorena, like it was yesterday, the thought process. I said, if I don't look for something behind me, if there's nothing, then I cross. If there's something, then maybe I'm lucky and it'll take me out really quickly. Like I was, yeah. and I made the decision. I said, okay, let's see if I get run over. I remember, I remember making that decision. And then I remember feeling like this is taking me years to like cross the road. My God, what's happening? Like, I remember just thinking that why, why am I not getting to the entrance of the road? And I'm like, oh, my head hurts really bad. And I wasn't realizing that I was under a truck and I had been hit. Like I did not, not only that it. we, you were a block and a half away. I was right, yeah, I was right there. I was turning into the yeah. road that was off of our road. Yeah. Crazy. But my thought process was, if I'm lucky, I get hit really quickly and I leave quickly. I remember thinking yeah. that. And I, was, and I said, and I remember thinking, if it doesn't happen, okay, well, whatever, it doesn't happen. There's nothing behind me then. Um, and then when I opened my, at one point I realized, I opened my eyes, I go, where am I? And I just see the bottom of a, like a truck, it was a truck, like a bottom of a truck above me and I'm like what and my bike is still between my legs <laughs> really like yeah because I got slid under the truck bike is under my legs my backpack is still on and I'm like on my back so that's why I remember I had massive scars on my back for like years yeah yep, yep. which are gone now but I had massive scars on my back for years and um I crawled out of the I crawled out I crawled out of the bottom and I remember there was a group of like construction workers working on the house right in front. And when I stood up and I started looking around, five guys, construction workers screamed, she's alive, she's alive. <laughs> and I was like, what are they talking about? I had hit my head three times on the, on the cement, like really hard. I was like, what are they talking about? And then I'm like, oh, my back is so sticky. And I'm like, oh, it stings a little bit. And then I like touch my back with my hands. And meanwhile, the, the lady is getting out of the car because it was a lady that was driving the truck. Is getting out of the car, staring at me. She looks like she was seeing a ghost. And I said, "Hi." <laughs> <laughs> I was in La La Land. It was the weirdest thing. And then I remember, oh, my back is icky and sticky or something. What is this? And then I like touch. I I touch with both my hands. I touch my back, and then I grab and look at my hands, and they're like drenched in blood. And I went, oh, oh, and I start freaking out. And then I see mom come. Mom's pulling out of the road in, the, in her car. And I say, hey, mom. <laughs> and my mom's, my mom's looking. Well, I don't remember why mom was. She was going to pick up dad. She? He was getting out of work because we only had one car oh. at the time. Yeah. I remember everything. And I, I see mom in the white car. And I was like, oh, hey, mom. And my mo- mom just waves. She thinks I'm walking back from like class. And she waves at me. And I go, look, and I showed her my hands full of blood and I turned around and she, 
she took like five minutes to register. She's like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I just got run over. Wait, let me get my bike. I'm going home. I told the lady, bye. <laughs> and I grabbed my bike. I pulled it from under the truck and the bike was an eight. It was like an eight. Like you, I, we, had a, wheel. we had to throw it away. We had to throw the whole bike away. It was destroyed. Yeah, remember, remember that the bike was between my legs. How the hell did I not break a leg? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's insane. So um, I grabbed the bike and I said, bye, I'm just going to bike back to my house. And the lady goes, your bike is destroyed. You need to get to a hospital. Look at you. What's wrong? I was like, no, I'm totally fine. It's fine. I'm just going to go home, take a shower. I'm fine. And I start walking and then mom's watching me have a conversation with this lady. Mom's still registering that I just got run over. Like mom's still not fully processed the whole thing herself. And then mom gets out of the car and goes, Leave the fucking bike there. <laughs> Leave the bike here. Go with the bike. You can't even ride that ever again in your life. Get in the car. I have to pick up your dad. We're going to the hospital. And I was like, said the lady, bye. <laughs> and I got in the car. Oh my, and my mom, mom, I think mom exchanged numbers with her really quickly. I was out of it. So I don't remember that part, but I think mom exchanged numbers with her. Cause then she was in contact with the lady telling her like, you know, her car was fine. So it wasn't about the lady's truck or anything. It was like, is your daughter okay? <laughs> like, right. And we went to the hospital, I remember. And I remember I couldn't see people's faces. I was seeing their eyes, like, in different places and their nose. Like, I was seeing people's faces weird. And I was like, oh, my God, poor doctor. My mom, mom's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, because the doctor came in and said, I'll, I'll come back. And the doctor comes, leaves the room. And I said to mom, oh, my God, that poor doctor. And she said, what? I said, his eyes and his nose aren't aligned properly. And she's like, Lou, you, you must have a concussion. Oh, my God. So that was the whole process. So anyways, that, that just to tell the story, it's... It, the whole thing, and then I had to stay awake for, I don't know, what, it was 24, 48 hours because then I can go into yeah. coma. The doctor said, listen, your backpack saved your life. If it wasn't for your backpack and all the books you had in it, you would have snapped your neck. Like, they were 100% sure that I, ma- I shouldn't have made it. It was insane. And um, I remember thinking about it quite a few times. It's like, yeah, I, I, I totally wanted to, I wanted to leave. I was done with like the whole depressive state and everything we were going through. But then talking about the free will thing is we to give another example about the scenario of the hypnosis. It's they probably saved my life. My spills are team that you still have stuff you have to do. You still have work that's pending. You still need to stay on earth. So they probably did whatever they had to, to assist me to not die. But I still chose to not look behind me. I still chose to possibly get run over and I was hoping to get run over. I still chose that. So they couldn't jump in and get, get me to not get run over. I had to live the experience of, of it. So I wouldn't choose it again. Probably I'm guessing, but then they had to save me because I have, I had work I had to still do here. Right. So I think that's another free will choice. You're going to have consequences with the choices that you make. Those are two examples of negative consequences I have with two decisions that I made in both scenarios, my spiritual team was there to assist me in the best way that they could without breaking my free will decision. Yep. Crazy. <laughs> Poor mom. <laughs> oh, God. That was so stressful on all of us. We were like, oh, my gosh, don't fall asleep. I remember making sure I was like, Lucia, don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. I started crying. I'm saying, like, please, please let me sleep. I, just, I mean, I just had a traumatic accident. I was exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, mom stayed awake the all night. The adrenaline. Yeah. 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 It's true what you're saying though. I think like you're saying that the, every you know, I, I always say to people like I'm the worst person at making I don't want to say the worst, but I, I have a really hard time 
making decisions because I think I know in the back of my mind, everything you decide, you have to let go of something and you might get something like there's consequences and there's benefits to certain things that we decide, but things like that, like your story or the previous story about the healer, like, I don't even want to say call this guy a healer. He's just this guy, this dude. We don't know what he is. Yeah. We don't know. Um, you know, we, free will, we always like, we've done episodes. I'll make sure I link those here. Like free will is a huge part of our incarnation. And to me, a lot of that, at least this is how I receive the information. Obviously this is just how I see it. This isn't the truth. This isn't how everybody needs to see it. But, um, when we do use our free will, that can take us in different, in different paths. And sometimes we, we might not know what those consequences are. Like you're saying, you, you were desperate to get your health in check. You were, you were literally just, you were done. You were, you just, you just needed to get something fixed because you couldn't, it's like not a way that you could continue to live. It didn't feel right. It felt horrible. Um, but you didn't know what consequence you would have doing that session with that person. Right. Which is different here. You knew the consequences on the the bike, right? You're like, this could happen and I'm still choosing it. Yeah. Um, in those cases, I think sometimes it depends on our, also our soul contract. Like, are, are we ready to leave? Are we not in that case? Right. But in the case of the, the session that you did with that person, um, like you said, they send you those messages. You got that insight. You're like, something feels off, but you were, you were, you were so desperate. You were in that energy of desperation. You're like I'll, I'm willing to try anything. I also knew I it's wasn't similar supposed energy, to right? like, cross the road without looking. I also knew that, you but knew I, that. I was hoping that I would get hit really hard and just leave really quickly. I was really hoping that I remember thinking that. So both cases, I felt the big pull. No, don't do it or, you know, it's not the right thing or mm, doesn't feel the most aligned thing for you. Like both cases, I felt that, um, but in both cases I chose it. And then both cases I had to live the, 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 the consequences. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's the, the law of cause and effect. I, I, yes, you know, yeah, exactly. it's like, it's funny cause, cause you know, I think that there's an extremism in spirituality and, and I do believe that our minds are very, very powerful. I think we have massive abilities and I really think that we can like heal ourselves and help ourselves get through things. But I also think that we need to remember because I think that there is also this, I call it la la spirituality, which I talk against a lot. I do believe that there's this negative, or not negative, the word's not negative, this campaign of spirituality that's to the maximum that's actually have been put in place by, by the way, the opposing side, the opposing side of evolution of the human collective or the dark side. They've put this fake spirituality because they want people to go, la, la, la. My mind doesn't choose that, so nothing's bad's going to happen. And that's on purpose because they want to be able to like get you to do things that they they want by you just going, oh, nothing's going to happen. The reality is if you jump off of a building, your spiritual team might keep sending you messages. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It doesn't feel right. Don't do it. And your free will says, I'm doing it. They can't, they can't like put themselves in the middle and say, no, somehow we're going to, we're going to get like this, this, this mattress to go in the middle of between you and the floor and stop you from falling and smashing against the floor. Like cause and effects is a real thing. And even though our minds are super powerful, there's scenarios where our mind can't really fully change a scenario. Yeah. In that case, like a good 
example of what could come in is somebody comes in and finds you and, and, and saves you, right? He's like, what are you doing? No, you know? Yeah. That could be a sole contract. Yeah, someone like intertwined with your free will to go up up to the the top floor or something for some reason they don't know why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's so interesting. I think free will. So the 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 discussion you all had. What what were some of those questions that were asked? Because I don't think I was involved. I think I think one of the questions was why did they why did my spiritual team never step in to like Mm. you know. Make it make the session fall through, I guess, or make it not happen, or my internet stopped working right when the session was. It was because then they're basically stopping me from doing something that I'm probably going to choose later on, or that you needed to experience anyway. I yeah, yeah, like in your case, it's interesting because when we look at a lot of the stories that you told here of your experiences, like with dreams or with spirits or energies. This is, seems very aligned with some of those experiences. <laughs> what do you mean? You lost me. And even like, for example, like something dark comes in and you're like, this doesn't feel right. That's stuff. I don't connect with that. But why? You know what I mean? To me, it's there to show you something. When you said that, when you said, when you told me about this experience way before you talked about it in the podcast, I was like, there's something in this that you're, you, you need to learn. And it might be that you... For example, I always remember when we did um, level two, Akashic Records level two, the course. A week or two before we were putting out the course, you had an experience. Yeah. That changed how we presented the course even. There's something we, no, we added, added to the we course. No, we added additional protection, which is something I always did. Yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't going to be part of the course, but maybe no. it needed to be. So you had to have that experience and then you're like, we need to add this in. Yeah, we need to make sure people See what I mean? It. Like sometimes, yeah, we don't understand it in the moment, but we know we need to choose even though maybe you could have gone another My route. teacher the other know. day was, was explaining this, and I really like the way she explained it. She said, when you're channeling, you're just an open vessel. Yep. Anything can decide to channel through you. Anything. You have no control over your door except for the fact that you can be in a vibration and put like, you know, the protection around you. But if you don't do that... People think, no, I'm just going to channel a lot, lot, like l- l- lavender and fairies. No, actually, when your channel opens, anything can come in. But that's when the knowledge kicks in and you say, I'm putting this protection. I'm doing this. I'm not permitting. My free will is not permitting. And that's what we put into the course, right? Level two course was what the steps and the things that we understood happen when you don't protect, when you permit, you're placing your free will to say, no, I'm not permitting these things to come in. And boom, that's it. That's your barrier. That's like your, I don't know, your roof, your walls, right? Yeah. So then your channel is an open vessel, but you're putting the terms to that vessel. Whereas not a lot of people know people like, well, even like energetically just start connecting to stuff, but no, there's no course in school when you're young going, Hey, at some point in your life, maybe, then you might start connecting with something that's out on another dimension. This is how you protect yourself. Like we don't learn that. So some people no, don't have anyone around them to teach them that stuff. Yep. And then they're open. Yeah, yeah. They're just open. That's it. They're just open. Yeah. We saw that from a, a young age, I guess, or not that young, but you know, our grandma would talk about it. Mom would talk about it. <laughs> like all those things were normal conversations, but also I think the Akashic records is unique to other just 
general channeling because it's something that I understand. It doesn't mean something can't happen, but it is a highly protected kind of space. So Yeah, but what we learned from my experience that we ended up bringing into the course Mm -hmm. was they are tricky because it's not that the Kashuk records have been tapped and and like I would be like oh the Kashuk records has been broken into and no if you ask me no I don't know other channels can say whatever they want if you ask me no what I believe happens is you're in third you're trying to vibrate your frequency high to meet them halfway we always teach this in the course right they're up there they have to bring down their frequency a little bit to meet you we call it meeting you halfway. But between that space and that space halfway, there's this other energy, a bunch of other beings can access in that middle point. So if you're someone that's not protecting yourself and you go, I'm going to connect to the Kashuk Records, but you're not protecting yourself, maybe the Kashuk Records didn't even make it down before something else came in and they're pretending to be the Kashuk Records. Or they're yeah. pretending to be someone that you say you channel, that you really believe it. You might really believe it because they might really show themselves as that. Right? Oh, I'm I'm yeah. channeling. I don't know. Um, I'm channeling Jesus. <laughs> right? Like I'm channeling Jesus, and this is the message from Jesus. Maybe you. Maybe at some point you did, but there could be moments where if you didn't protect yourself in the middle between connection to that higher energy that's coming down to meet you halfway, something else tapped in is like I'm gonna just pretend to be Jesus because that's what she's trying to connect to right now. Yeah, and also why you probably shouldn't open record your own or anybody's if you're sick, you're low vibrational, you're stressed, you're. There's lots of energies that we we you need to make sure we we don't or like somewhere negative we're... like a haunted house yes. place you know that has yeah. disturbed energy just a place that doesn't feel right yeah you're just like something's off here I don't yeah, you wouldn't open the records yours or anybody's in that case you have to make sure you cleanse your home too like there's little things that you can do obviously but um. Yeah, I'm just, I mentioned that because I thought it'd be interesting to get that perspective in in the sense of like, oh, that experience made sense afterwards when we added that to the course and it needed, like looking back now, it's like that needed to be a part of it. But how are we going to get that message through your experience? Yeah. It's funny because you'll hear a bunch of stories of people that really believe that the Kashuk records were once broken into or what other words did they use for that? Hmm. Hmm. Manipulate? No, broke it into or destroyed or tampered with. I don't tampered with. I think it's yeah, tampered with. Is yeah, word, maybe. maybe. I I truly believe that we're connecting to carbon copies of that information, and we've channeled this before in the Patreon, right? The carbon copies. Yep. But the original Kashuk records were all the database of every single being in our galaxy, in our universe. <laughs> Negative energy cannot access that. Do you know how high that dimension goes? 40, 40th D, from 36 to 40 D is where the original database of all this information can, can, act, can go to be stored. You think a fourth dimensional being can go manipulate a 40, 40th dimensional portal? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Laughable. Maybe the carbon copy was, was manipulated, but if that happens, all they're going to do is wipe it out and probably make another carbon copy. Yeah. But Could they make a carbon copy that isn't a carbon copy it's like a fake copy yeah they can you can actually be there there are fake copies out there that you think that you're connected to cash records but it's in a fake cash records that i do believe that they have they have one of those somewhere and there are some mm-hmm. some beings that try to get you to connect to that one instead but it feels very you'll know you'll know if you're connected to that one 
because it yep. feels very different. And the best way to understand it is, and for those that are like connected to their own Akasha records, it's a little different because your ego gets in the middle, so it's a little rough. But if you're a reader, if you did like our level two course and you began to read people, you'll understand something that's, you know, like when you're having a, we've talked about this, like we're having a day where you're like, oh, today's just an annoying day. And then you have a reading, right, at some point, and you go into the reading and you just, you, you go to a neutral state, you try to make sure that your, your disturbances of your own day doesn't go into it. You begin to channel that person's information. <coughs> Sorry. You begin to channel that person's information, and then you come out and you go, oh, man, I'm so glad I did that session. Like, I began, before I got into it, I was, like, in a, a bit of a mood or a rut, and now, I'm, and now you just, like, you're feeling so good after the reading. That's a, the most important indicator that you just, ta- you were tapped into the real Akashic Records, that real fifth dimensional yeah. energy. Yeah, a lot of people are like, wow, aren't you exhausted after a reading? I'm like, no, (laughs) no, unless it was a reading where the person wasn't completely open to it, maybe, but even then I'm not exhausted. I always feel energized after opening the records for somebody. Yeah, I feel like excited. I feel more positive about my perspective on life in general is more positive. It's just the energy, it's just the energy you're connected with when you open the records. It's just so high vibrational that... It doesn't matter what topics came up in the reading, what information you channel, you're still going to feel better. Yeah. So that's, that's the, a really that's good the point. Yeah. That's the difference because I, I think that if you tap into the other fake Akashic records, I don't want to call it that, the other fake record, whatever, um, I think that you're not going to have that. You're definitely not going to have that feeling, but I think that you're also going to have the feeling of like your mind will go a little bit more I don't know how to explain it it's like your your mind's gonna circle more it's like your analytical mind's going more than like that feeling of positive where you just when you get that positive feeling you stop thinking it's like the thinking kind of stops it's weird but when you're connected to something else that doesn't get you to that energy level then your mind will still be going and you won't get to that spot like sometimes Mm. I'll have I'll have like a week for example or a month where like there's something I want to do or manifest I'm concerned about it and I'll go to somebody's reading, and it has nothing to do with my subjects, but for some reason, when I come out of it, I'm like, yeah, man, they're right. Like, things are going to work out the way they have to, and like, you, I come out of it, and somehow I take a perspective for myself out of someone else's reading, even though we talked about subjects totally different from my life. That's yeah. how you know you're with the fifth dimensional energy, because you feel like everything's going to work out. Like, the universe is always taking care of me, and everything's great, and it's aligned. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's... It, it, First of all, because you see different perspectives when you're connected to the Akashic Records, but also, yeah, it's, it's, I always explain the Akashic Records as like unconditional love. It's so high vibrational. It's all, it's, that's all it is. It's lessons, it's information, it's, it's beautiful. So you can't leave a reading feeling worse ever. There could be an exception in the case, like I said, somebody that, that's why we never force anybody to do a reading, right? Because then you're, it feels like you're pulling down or pulling that information to you. And that could become exhausting if you're doing that for an hour. Oh, yeah. But it's not an exhaustion of like, like a low vibrational exhaustion. No, it's, it's more an like energy. an exhaustion of like, yeah, of like an energetic, um, but you don't feel worse. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to explain the feeling. No. You're just like, oh, okay, I need a break. That's it. And then you just recuperate your energy and then you're done and you're fine. Yeah. 
I don't think people realize how much energy you use during a reading. You use a lot of energy. A lot. And I've been yeah. able to really, really confirm that by like sometimes canceling a reading because I'm sick. And then I'll be like, the first day that I'm better, I'm like, oh, I'm better. Okay, it's gone. And then like I'll try to book the people that I had to cancel in like as soon as I can because I know that they're like waiting for that. And I hate, I just feel really bad when I had to cancel because I'm sick. And so I'll be like, okay, this is the first day I can put them in. Let's put them in and get the reading in because like they've been waiting. I've had them waiting. And I've had that before where I'm totally thinking that I'm recuperated and I go and I do the person's reading and I'm, my energy is really good while I'm doing the reading and then I'll close the records. I'll finish the call. Like I'll put my computer away. And then, then it, like five minutes later, I'll be like, whoa. Yep. That's exactly and then, when you're boom, sick. Yeah. Right back into sickness because all the extra energy my body was had that I was using to finish the recuperation. I just used it in the reading and now I've had this happen to me before. I'll get back to the sick cycle all over again. And that's happened to me a couple times. Yeah. Where I thought I was fine. I'm like, oh, maybe I wasn't. Exactly. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, uh, I better rest. So now what I try to do yeah. is recuperate, wait a few days when I'm like, okay, I think I'm better. Okay, I'm better. Yes, I'm better. Okay, okay, now. Okay, now. <laughs> now I'll do ratings. Mm. Because, yeah, getting sick all over again is just the worst. It's, it sucks. And as a channel, like we always we even talk about those in level one, level two, like your channel, you have to take care of your channel. You have to really be mindful of, you know, especially I think this is something I think we've learned with time, like who you surround yourself with, the energies that are around you, how you cleanse, so how you, how do you regenerate and um, not information, regenerate energy, like going for walks, like for me getting out of the house because I work from home you too right it's like what things can you be proactive with to make sure that you are taking care of your energy I need to get, I need to get, get better sick. with that but I'm also like I've been going through I'm closing my cycle here so yeah. it's kind of like I'm going through that but I need to get better with that you will also, That's my, know, it could be an energetic thing with the place that you're living too, right? Yeah, I'm feeling done with this place for a while. So we all, I think everybody knows that, that knows me knows that. Yeah, I channeled actually on the Patreon a whole message for March and wow, like... March, I mean, now that we're talking forward, about it, March is a massive yeah. year, a month. It's a massive energy month. month for like anyone who's trying to create shifts and changes that are ready for it. Like, wow. Or have been trying to, like, things will start moving now. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's it's really exciting. And I see this with so many people in my life, not in necessarily in the spiritual world. Like, oh, jobs came through. Oh, like they were worried about money a couple weeks ago or a month ago or two months ago. They're like, oh, my God. It's like, it's actually working out. Hmm. Like, and I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, and they already planted all those seeds, right? They already did all the work. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, sometimes you, you're in a holding space because nothing's coming in like work's not coming in or you're waiting for somebody to get back to you or you're not sure what decision Don't to make all of a sudden everything I'm waiting for clear. somebody to get back to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but all of a sudden also to me march is like things become clear and not only because it you feel it in your body but because everything outside of you is showing you that clarity it's giving you the signs it's giving you the pings it's it's showing you what you have to see that's March for me. Yeah. For me, and when I say for me, I mean like for what I'm receiving, the messages for everybody, right? I was trying what to I'm purposely seeing. be in a place that I wanted to be specifically for the 23rd of March. 
Because for me, I know that that day there's a lot of energy coming in and I wanted to be in a place where I knew I, I was choosing and I wanted to be there. And it felt right to me for that, that day that that energy comes in. Yeah. Yeah, there's some, uh, lots of astrological stuff too this month with which like is beautiful. I think a lot of us have been, it's like the last little push to let go and move forward. That's the energy I see, which is really nice. Really nice. Galactic energy wise, it's like that's it's a big year for shifts because everyone that you said planted seed or did the work or did the clearing or began to like try to do the whole I'm gonna this is the life I'm gonna try to manifest and I deserve it and all that work, right? I think March brings in a really nice dose of energy that really assists us. And then supposedly galactic wise, the next really, really pivotal time is in August where it's like massive energy coming in again. So this year is a really good year. I mean, we said this, there's going to be two, like if we had to divide slice humanity to two, yeah. it's like there's people going to have a really good year and there's people that are going to have a really rough year. And we saw that, right? And yep. I think some of those people have a rough year. Maybe it's the universe showing them because you'd have to see what specific scenario it is, but Maybe the universe is showing them you're, you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be here or this doesn't serve you or this person's not good for you or this job's not good for you or this town's not good for you, or, right? It's a letting go. You have to let go of something, shift, move in a yeah. different direction. We're supposed to... This year, I think, if, if everybody's been noticing that they're attached to something in their life, this is the year to like unattach. And I'm talking about attach from material to individuals, to maybe perspectives that you once had that no longer serve you. Beliefs. Like beliefs, programs. We have to release all these attachments because that's the only... The way that I'm seeing it right now is like the way that the vision that they're giving me is... Imagine that you're... We love angels here. I love angels, right? So imagine you're like an angel and you just got your wings and you want to go up to the dimension. You want to go up, right? And you're like... Tuk -tuk 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 -tuk. Imagine if you have to carry a big backpack full of all that stuff that you're attached to. Your wings aren't strong enough to take you. You got to release that backpack. You got to let it go so that those wings can, those new wings that you just got can take you up into the new place that you're going. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. 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 And those that do struggle this year, and we're all going to have a sense of that, I think. It's that we, we don't necessarily just because the year is going great, we might not have, we might ha still have lows, right? Um, but in general, with those that are having a rougher time this year, it might be because you haven't let go. It might be because you haven't done those shifts already and, and you're being asked to. So for those people, it might be like huge, huge shifts that they need to make this year so they can catch up. They could realign. I know that you're not like caught up with astrology. You started studying it. But, so what's your ascendant? Scorpio. Oh, wow. What is that? Um, I mean, Scorpio's rough. <laughs> I love, I love my Scorpio yeah? ascendant. That's, this is, that, that's my, that's the Akashic record reader. Why? Why is the that Scorpio? Healer. It's the healer. It's the, why I love doing readings and it's, it is like, we, we talked about that one episode that we did with, I don't remember if it was Christos or Foster. One of them have, it's like a triple Scorpio. What's a triple Scorpio? It's sun, moon, and ascendant. Who has Scorpio. who has I don't that? Know, I don't remember. I don't remember if it was Foster Christos. I have to oh, listen really? back to the episode. Oh really? Oh yeah. I don't yeah. remember that. I think I'm pretty sure it was Foster. But so it, 
I'm pretty like for sure. Me, Scorpio, I never connected it to that spiritual stuff. Scorpio is a sign of like going deep with emotions, death, rebirth. It's and and it doesn't mean that you're going to go through that. It might be you help people transition through that. Oh, I see. I feel so called to help people work through their emotions. I want people oh, to come so to raw, real. Yeah. Like. I, I thrive off of that. I'm like, bring your emotions, put them out on the table. Let's talk about it. No judgment. Like let's, let's move through those emotions together. And I resisted a little bit within myself and my own healing, of course, because I think that's something I'm still becoming, but I, it's like, I, I don't resist it as much as I used to. So you're a Taurus with your ascendant Scorpio. And then what is your, uh, what's the other sign? For Moon? Moon and sun, Taurus. Oh, the moon and the sun are Taurus. Yeah. Wow. I have so many planets in Taurus. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I have a lot, a lot of earth. And then I have some water. I think the next element in my natal chart is like water. Yeah. Mm. That's funny because then that means that you're very earthy. You're very here, right? But also very. the Scorpio that you were talking about is very like, let me help people move through their emotions. So things that are from here, like really here. Yeah. And, and we have to remember like when we don't work through certain things, like this is, I learned so much with Patricia. Oops, sorry. I just like knocked over something. When I, when I started, first of all, when I got my natal chart read with Patricia, I understood that there, that aspect of me, cause that was when I was... I had started doing readings for other people. I was on this path of helping others and serving others. And when I started actually studying, going into class, we started looking at different aspects of, obviously, you becoming a reader, like an, astro an astrology reader for somebody. Um, and I remember her explaining the ascendant and how the ascendant for me personally, I was manifesting and bringing that energy to my relationships like my partner relationships. I was trying to heal the person. Oh, I see. And the moment I moved that into something that I was choosing consciously because it was a part of me, I couldn't resist it. And, and I was doing it with people that might have not wanted it. So you're, you're just like using it, but not you're not aware of it. And so once you became aware of it and I consciously wasn't. chose it, then you could clear that out for the right place. Yeah, because you know, you, you understand it. So you say, okay, I know that this is a part of me, but how can I how can I do it in a meaningful way? Right. Because people feel called to me in a sense, like people open up to me. Yeah. People open up to me on like on the street, like randomly. Right. And, and people just feel safe, which is awesome because I think my earth brings in that element of like calm and, and nurturing. And then the Scorpio is like, well, but let's go deep. Like let's not sugarcoat things. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's go into the real raw emotions and, and I want to heal people, you know? And I think that's something that I didn't realize was a part of my, my, my incarnation here until I started understanding that part of myself. That's what I say. For me, astrology, it's like it gave me the understanding of that. I might have felt it in some way inside of me, but I couldn't put it into words or I couldn't understand it. You can come to these conclusions in other ways. It's, you don't have to do astrology, obviously, but yeah, for me, it happened that way. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Now it makes sense. And remember the ascendant is how other, like we, when we come into the world, when we are born, we're very connected to our ascendant, very connected. That's how it, it, it comes in the so way you're, wait, you're saying our so you're birth more and of, delivery. You're more connected to your ascendant when you're born? 
when you're born, you're very connected to your ascendant, right? So that may come through how you're born because certain signs can bring certain things. Um, but we start losing it a little bit with time because of obviously programming and, and societal things. And then once we become a little bit older, the goal is to reconnect with that ascendant, with that part of ourselves. Because that's what people perceive that way. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. But this always explains it that way. I hope I'm explaining it the right way, but, um, the ascendant is also how people see us, how they perceive us. We, we, it's hard for us to see that in ourselves sometimes. I never thought you were Scorpio. For me, my Scorpio is like, I'll fight back. I'll get you back. Like for me, Scorpio is very like vengeance or something. I don't know. But you can, you can see, no, no, no. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like ideas around. Scorpio is one of the, one of the most misunderstood signs. Oh, Lorraine, I'm so sorry you feel that way. It's my ascendant. (laughs) It's not my sign, but it's not my sun sign. But it is, it's something we talk about in class, right? It's like. People have these, it's like, it's the person that wants revenge and they're spiteful and they'll hold a grudge or something. Well, actually Tauruses hold more of a grudge. Um, But it's interesting because I don't know where I was going with this. I I was just saying that, you know, I I said to you, like, I never, I never uh, considered. Perceive me. Okay. You could have probably perceived that. Obviously you have to know about astrology, but you could have perceived it in the sense of like, how emotional I am and how everything like Taurus, remember how though. I thought that was the Taurus. Of no, you. no Taurus. Not, not the same. It's not the same. No, but also going through the emotions and feeling things and it being so raw, but also if you think about it, like if looking back at how we, when we both moved to Uruguay, right. How our experiences were so different. You were more like, yeah, in your face, letting everything out. And I was repressing a lot because I was feeling so much. I didn't know what to do with all those emotions. It felt like literally my, my body started convulsing and I started having panic attacks because it was too much emotion that I was obviously not in tune with. I was repressing, but the idea was for me to get in tune with that and release it, deal with it. And I couldn't, I didn't do it for years. Yeah. And that's the the death and the rebirth, not resisting that. You did that when you were very, very, very young. Yeah, yeah, that's also repression. That was when I was tiny. I was probably like three years old or yeah, something. Yeah, so, so Lorena was born first, and then 19 months later, I was born very, very sick where they didn't know if I was going to, like, survive or not. And, of course, my parents' attention went to that. Our parents' attention went to that. And so Lorena was still very young and was not getting ba- barely any attention. I think mom and dad were always having to give you over to the grandma and grandpa because they had to go deal with me over here almost dying. Mm-hmm. So then supposedly mom said that you, they would call you the Hulk. You would do this. <laughs> but I think that was also because we were at grandma's house or something. Mom, that's not the way mom always explained it. I was at grandma and I couldn't touch anything. It's like, don't touch that. You're going to break it. Don't do that. Behave. Be careful. There was a lot of that going on because of mom we were in our house. That. Yeah. Yeah. So I got to a point where I was like, <sighs> I, like I would tense my whole body. I would turn red. And I remember the doctor, my mom says, the doctor was like, this child needs to like, let go. Like she can't be in this environment. It's not good for her. And it wasn't mom and dad, right? It was just the environment, the house that we were in. Yeah, yeah, of course. But yeah, I get it. I have, maybe that tendency came from there of feeling a few things. Like I couldn't, I didn't want to get in the way of getting the attention that you needed, which obviously 
I, I knew from a young, from a baby, I'm sure that things were serious. Right. Um, so yeah, it's, it's so all of our experience, nothing's a coincidence, right? Yeah, no, nothing. No, because that, that the way that I was born and what happened literally led mom and dad to find something outside of a doctor medical field because the doctors in the medical field couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. They couldn't save me. No one knew. And mom's like, okay, it's do something extreme outside of the box or, or just say, start saying goodbye. Like mom knew it. And that's what led our family to become spiritual and like drop religion <laughs> and just yeah. be spirit, just be spiritual. Cause that's what, yeah. that's what, that was their solution and that, and it worked. It worked. I mean, I'm still yeah. a little sick all the time, but, <laughs> but <laughs> well, yeah, who knows where that's but, going from. Yeah. But anyways, well, yeah, my, my ascendant is Aquarius and I, I never like, I never saw myself as Aquarius cause to me, Aquarius, we're coming into the age of Aquarius, right? Like I thought you were a Capricorn. No, my moon is Capricorn. I'm ascendant, ascendant. I'm Aquarius. Oh, I'm going to have to look yeah. at that. My moon Capricorn, so... Um, I never could, I never saw myself as uh, reflecting out... You were saying when you're born, you're the sign, you're, you're connected to that sign, and then when you get older... I guess maybe I'm walking into Aquarius now a little bit, like you were saying just now. Maybe, yeah. It's a part of our ourselves that we need to... We need to tune into that part of ourselves, basically. I mean, so, Aquarius is, would you say that like my, the galactic stuff that I'm obsessed with, that might be very Aquarius, doesn't it? Doesn't it like relate to that? Maybe. Yeah, because I, let me just look something up. Cause I, you don't I, believe I me. Guys, she doesn't believe no, no. me. She's looking up my chart because she doesn't believe that I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, I'm not looking. Mm. Let me see. No, I just try to remember some of the, yeah, there's a lot of, okay, here's some like words. Um, Aquarians have a rebellious nature. Oh, I'm very rebellious, but I thought, I thought spontaneous. that was a Sagittarius. Yeah. Spontaneous all, and original. Yeah, Sagittarius. the Sagittarius too. Yeah. They're forward thinking and detached and can seem conservative, though they really are not very much so. Um, intuitive, imaginative, inventive. And inclined to take chances. Yeah, that's all me. Especially in the service of their goals, 100% you. I think you've been connected. Yeah, and I do, this is interesting. I do feel like you, or you studying anything could just be very Aquarian. Because that's the air. It's knowledge. It's, oh, it's information. Thought. It's ideas. It's thoughts. So, And I'm like doing the whole um, galactic course where I'm, I'm like in the process of recording it now and everything. Yeah. And I'm obsessed. I've realized that I'm obsessed with learning it, but I'm just as obsessed as teaching it. I've just, I've realized that now because I've started, mm-hmm. right? Really? It's, it's even this like, because Aquarius is a fixed sign. Fixed signs are intaking rather than outgoing so you, the fact that you want to absorb, you're constantly trying to absorb information. That makes sense too. Um, you're bringing things in very, yeah, very, I, I feel like it's interesting when I look at you, it feels a little bit like a mix, like a really interesting mix of Sagittarius and Aquarius. That makes more sense. I actually never looked at that in your chart. Um, well, I never did a reading, but. Um, 
Interesting. Least compatible zodiac signs, Taurus. <laughs> they put us together as sisters. That makes sense. Sisters. That makes sense. Yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh man why is that though anyway, just it depends i don't know it's probably just we're very different we're, we we're say that here opposites. on the podcast all that we're polar opposites so obviously it will be more di- we get along probably because we're sisters i don't think we would be like we best friends in real life Lorena, i would not hang out with you if we weren't sisters <laughs> <laughs> thanks is that no i don't think that's, we the, pro- sag- no. that's the sagittarius being, in me being really straightforward <laughs> yeah that's fine no I do, yeah, we probably... You I, probably wouldn't I, want to hang out with me either, though. I already know that. No, I don't think so. Thanks, Lorena. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but we're sisters, and that's probably why I have the sign, because I show you a perspective, you show me a perspective. That's funny that you're, you're, saying, you're saying that Taurus is the most... Because I feel like, for me, it's the hardest is probably trying to create a profound relationship and keeping it without getting angry and upset and annoyed with Aries. I feel like Aries has been my enemy most of my life. Says so most compatible. All right, this is I don't know. I found this on a website. Obviously, yeah, yeah, of course, it could be off. And you have to remember, it's not just the sun well, sign. Wait, I just said that. My mother is Aries, and my ex-husband is Aries. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Right. Well, I always say the in the house when it was the four of us all living together, it was it was all you fire signs and me Earth over here. Always a neutral energy. Hercules over there, <laughs> convulsing between the fire. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to hold it all together. Just like, oh, God. Oh, man. Ah. But I, what I most, the rebellious, your Aquarius makes you rebel. Remember that job that we had in the coffee shop and the boss would call you rebel? Yeah, because he, anything he asked me to do, I'd be like, well, then I'm not doing, I hate being told what to do. <laughs> I hate being told what to do. I know it's a job I'm supposed to. And I'm usually, if you don't ask me to do something, I'll probably do it and love doing it and do it really well and continue to do it. But as soon as you make me, f- ask me to do something that's not in my job description. And you're asking or that me you to just do, don't feel like doing it. I didn't feel like doing it. I didn't want to do it. Also because it was like seven and eight in the morning. And if there's something you know about me is I am not a morning person. And our boss was asking me to go and talk to a lot of people at seven, eight in the morning. And I will usually never do that. Not even in my own house. (laughs) No, you don't do that in your own house. You're like, I haven't, I just woke up. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I will let you know when the walls are not down yet. I will let you know when the window is open. (laughs) (laughs) It was so funny. Like, I just remember, I was like, where? Because we, we, we both worked at the same coffee shop for a bit. But I remember I walk in one day. He's like, hey, Rebel. He kept calling you. He wouldn't even call you by your name. He'd call you, hey, oh, Rebel. Oh, yeah, it was, it was my name. What are you name doing, name. Rebel? Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. I was talking to Sandra about this bad. the other day. I was like, Sandra, I don't know why he didn't fire me. And I was like, well, yeah, I think I weird. know why he didn't fire me. Because when I worked well, I worked really well. Like I, You I, were a really hard worker, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I'm really quick. I'm really fast. And quick. Exactly. Yeah. You're very efficient. And I put my head down. I do it. Whatever. But as soon as you ask me, I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. I would leave the plates of food there. And I wouldn't take it to the tables because I just didn't feel like doing it. And I was like, no, I'm oh supposedly God. assisting the chef. Why are you asking me to take the, table, the plates out? That's the waitress's job. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> are you just realizing... You're on Zoom, and I finally see your picture on Zoom. What? I never see your picture on Zoom when we're on Zoom. It's just like it says Lucia. And today I see your photo. It's like you logged into Zoom or something. I am logged into Zoom because I've been creating meetings because I'm doing a new project. I haven't talked to you about the new project. It's very interesting. Okay. 
Okay, I don't know if you want to talk about it here, but we can talk about it later. Well, I just, I'm just beginning um, it. You know how I did the angelic healing program where it's a whole mm-hmm. month and it's packed with alchemy? I mean, you're doing it, so you know what I'm talking about. It's packed with alchemy and it's packed with empowering yourself and you you starting to leave 3D and leave behind the matrix and connect to your dharma and connect to your five dimension, da, da, da. But then I realized that I'm really passionate about working with the angels and I'm any excuse to work with the angels more for me is the most perfect excuse that exists. Like any. <laughs> and so I'm like, the guys, I thought about it. I was like, I'm getting a lot of really good feedback about the program and how people are feeling really empowered and feeling really, because it's, it's not like when you sit down on a reading, you sit down and you get a lot of information, you gain a lot of clarity and a lot of understanding, but you did it for them. And this angelic program is they're doing, you're just assisting them to do it for themselves. You're giving them the steps. You're, you're helping them through, you're giving them additional, in this case, additional frequency and energy to assist the whole process, but they're doing it themselves. And there's a sense of people really feeling empowered and they're, they're creating, there's a lot of, um, like we have a telegram group with the people that are running in the program now in March. And I'm hearing a lot of them talk about their experiences. I'm realizing I came to the realization just just two days ago, like, wow, it is super, like the, the archangels told me, it's, it's an, the idea of my fifth dimension is you empower yourself. You're not getting someone else to do it for you. You're doing it for yourself. They're just going to help you figure out how you're going to do it, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought there's something else there. And I thought, what about if I do, and I'm calling it angelic alchemy, because there's alchemy Ooh. and there's the angels, right? And I'm like, angelic alchemy, yes. So I'm running, right now I'm running like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guinea pigging people from, from our Patreon. So people mm-hmm. from Patreon that are interested um, are contacting me and I'm setting them up. And the idea is you're going to come forward. I'm still creating the structure because they're helping me figure it out. So I'm going to test it out with a few people and see what's the best structure. But for now, the structure is someone's going to come into a session on a call, 30 minute call with me. And they're coming forward with one thing that they're ready. It's a problem they have, but they're ready to be done with it. Because if you're not ready, mm-hmm. then it's not going to, it's not going to work. Right. So you have a specific problem. You're ready to let go of it. I'm going to sit down with the person for 30 minutes and hear all the information, the details about what, what's going on with it, you know, taking my notes and stuff. And then I'm going to go on the side channel, the alchemy of the solution or the, this alchemy steps to how they can empower themselves and begin to clear out because everything begins in the energy world. So what can they do energetically to start clearing that out so that it shows up in the 3D world here, right? Um, and then it will be finished with, just like the program, it will be finished with them receiving angelic healing to circle through with everything done. Um, so I'm calling it angelic alchemy. Wow. So to be continued very soon, to be announced right now, I'm running it on the Patreon people and gonna wait to see how that structure works out and how everybody feels and maybe add on stuff i feel or... like i need to do the logo for that because i'm just already like oh my god yes i will alchemy. take any logo you're good at logos yeah yeah i'm obsessed with it angelic alchemy. let's chat about it off the yeah off the podcast but um, i'm feeling so, like i'm talking about it, i'm feeling so it's like the galactic cosmic you thing i'm just feeling so driven yeah. about it i love it so good yeah that's awesome Amazing. Yeah. Well, once you have more info on that or you launch that, we'll, we'll yeah. obviously talk about it here. Yes. As soon as I launch that, I will. For now, I'm uh, I'm, I'm calling it running, it, running it on guinea pigs, which are the Patreon members. Yeah. Guinea pig mode. They're very happy to be guinea pigs, so <laughs> I'm happy of to. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good to get feedback always when you start something. Yep. Definitely. But also the structure. Like, you need to figure out what's the best structure because not everything... I mean, this is something I'm creating. It doesn't exist. So it's like what's the best structure 
to work with. So that's what I'm figuring out right now. That will serve people the best. Yeah. And also bring, bring in like you'll, they'll have, cause sometimes there's a lot of homework to do. So how much time are they going to need? I need to figure that out. They have the call. I download their, their alchemy program. How much time are they going to need to do run those programs? Yes. And then when do they receive? I have to figure all that out. Yay. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't even That's planning exciting. on talking about it, but it happened. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, literally just started cause I saw that photo. I'm like, why is her photo up there? It's so weird. Yeah. So I logged in cause I Never was see sending, um, zoom links to my Guinea pigs. Yeah. That's cool. Where are you seeing the picture though? I don't get it. It's under, if you look under participants. Oh, I didn't even know you could see pictures under versus participants. Of course. Participants. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, we went a little bit all over the place like usual, right. but I think it's. I think we talked about really. Maybe it's going to be a potpourri. Potpourri. Yeah, people love potpourri. I've I've gotten yeah. quite a few feedbacks and people are like I love your potpourris. I'm going to make it a potpourri. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. We're gonna obviously go. Um, I'll try to link all the episodes that we kind of mentioned on here. Uh, and then obviously make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Cause obviously you guys at this, I, maybe there's some new listeners. If there are, hello. Um, but it to make sure you subscribe like on Spotify or anchor or iTunes. I think iTunes and Spotify are probably the best ones. Um, so you make sure you don't miss an episode cause we have new episodes every Monday, every Monday morning. Um, and yeah, obviously you can listen to us on all the platforms. We're also on YouTube. We, we try to make sure we always put our episodes on there. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. We're trying to grow that slowly. And um, as we get more organized with Lou, and we'll probably soon very much be in the same earth, on the same land. So I think it'll be interesting we'll be to see how that shifts together. the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> see how that shifts the podcast, the content, the projects that we have. We'll see. I don't know. I haven't also really thought about it, but there that. might be some new people um, that we have a Patreon where we do additional episodes. Yes. That's, that's where I um, was talking about where we connect with people directly on Telegram group that are in that Patreon. We do three episodes um, a month, one me alone, usually very galactic. <laughs> you one alone, which is usually very your, uh, now I know, your Scorpio stuff. <laughs> yeah, my emotions <laughs> yeah. and healing. And then we do one together, together. kind of like the we're podcast. like video yeah. where you could see us because... Yeah, we do a video. Sometimes it's nice to see our yeah. faces, even though I could look a little bit better in the video sometimes, I think. But <laughs> I always don't look very good. I'm just like, I want, I'm want relaxed mode. Um, yeah, and then we also have a book club on the Patreon. Oh, yeah, and the book we're reading now really is called. really good. Did you start it? I haven't started. So no. we do a book club book where we, we all choose. We vote a book, and then we all read it, and then we get on a call, a Zoom call, and we all just talk about it. And our current book is... Um, the hip, Sphinx, right? The Sphinx. Which I think it's also called The Hypnotist Journey. Yes. And then To the Sphinx, is it called? The Hypnotist Journey To the Sphinx? I know it's a Sphinx. I'll link it. I'll yeah, link, link it here book. if anybody wants to read it anyway. Yeah. So it was actually a book that one of our Patreon members brought forward because she had been obsessed with the book and she wanted people to talk about it with. And then we all voted it. Well, it got most voted. And so that book's the one we're reading. And I have to say, I'm so glad she brought that book forward because it's really? really good. You haven't started it at all? No, I'm going to start this week. I'm going to start this week. It's good. For me, it's like a yeah. really good book to be like on a beach and like reading. Mm. Well, I think every book's good for being on the beach. But anyways, yeah, it is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Awesome. Well, we'll have all that linked below on the show notes. And we'll be back next week with a new episode. Feel free to reach out also if there's any topics or specific content content you guys want us to create. Um, DM us on Instagram or just email us. We'll have all those links for our contact forms and our Instagram and stuff below. And we are wishing you a really good week. And we're excited to see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you.